This episode was recorded on the Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. My name is Laura and welcome to another episode of What the Fuck is for Dinner. Join me every fortnight for a cook-along in my kitchen. Hello, hello. Oh, konnichiwa. I am recording this intro all the way from Japan today, just on my little iPhone so it might sound a bit funny. I'm here for a holiday with my family. We've been doing a wonderful exploration of summer of the city and mostly skiing uh, intertwined with delicious eating of food and drinking of the drinks. It has been so good for the soul just to take a moment away, away from just the general day-to-day business. The only reason I am asking the question what the fuck is for dinner is because we have all of these delicious and wonderful choices and we have to make a decision but I have been having some really tasty food here a highlight for me has been this amazing spicy ramen broth that we had on our first day here in Tokyo a lovely cute little place that only serves ramen three different types of ramen it was so good my children's highlight of meals whilst here has been the smoothies made from the 7-eleven go figure come all this way and all they need is a three dollar smoothie also they get a real kick out of a hot drink from the vending machines which i kind of do too a hot drink from a vending machine still has makes me get a little bit excited. So that's been our experience here in Tokyo. I hope that you too have been having some kind of slowness to the start of the year. Maybe you've had some time off. Maybe you've gone somewhere. Share with me what your break has been like over this period of time. But I wanted to say in this little introduction, a big thank you to all those who have listened to my very first episode and for being patient with me whilst I work this whole thing out. I am having so much fun doing this because this is just a really lovely creative outlet for me. So I hope you're able to get something out of it. And for those who shared with me their rice tuna bakes, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Also, big thank you to those who shared suggestions on how to open a can if you don't have a can opener. I have been told that you can use just a nifty spoon to open up a can. I'm a little bit jaded by my experience of trying to open the can of tuna doing that recording, so I'm not going to try it anytime soon, but I'll give it a go and let you know. It did make me think I love a good hack. I love a good food hack. Ways to make things easier or just niftier in the kitchen. So please follow me along on Instagram, WTFs for dinner pod. You can put what the hack 
and tell me what are your hacks in the kitchen to make things easier. My hack in the kitchen is wearing goggles whilst chopping onions. I do not look glamorous, but I much prefer that than having weepy, stingy eyes. So should you ever have that same problem, just pair of goggles, pop them on, chop your onions, done. Perfect. Now, on to today's episode. I recorded this prior to Christmas. I was feeling particularly blah. And I talk about using pre-bought frozen packet dumplings. But in the rush of Boxing Day sales, I went to Kmart and found this fabulous dumpling press for $1.25. So I decided to give making dumplings a go. It was so much fun. It made it so easy. Oh, there's another hack. Dumpling press from Kmart. Game changer. Made making dumplings easy and fun. So the recipe that I share today I talk about not giving two fucks about making your own dumplings, but actually making your own dumplings does taste pretty good. So if you are feeling motivated and you want to give your own dumplings a go, first, go to Kmart, get yourself a dumpling press. Second, make them dumplings and put them in the freezer so that when your future tired and uninspired self gets to the end of the day and doesn't know what to do, they can thank current motivated self for making such a beautiful meal. The second thing that I wanted to flag is that I did record this prior to Christmas and I mention my ultimate cooking hero quite a lot in this episode, who I found out on Christmas Day, had sadly passed away. Beautiful Bill Granger, at the age of 54, passed away. And it it really broke my heart to hear that. He has been an absolute inspiration for me from a young age. He's the reason I started cooking. I used a lot of his recipes when I was making dinners for the family as I was learning to cook and has been a chef I always go to for good recipes, good combination of flavors and how to just make something delicious and simple. So much so that Cameron took me to his restaurant for dinner the night that he proposed. It was on my bucket list of places that I wanted to go eat and it's a memory that I hold on to so dearly and I just wanted to flag it in case it sounds insensitive that I'm just loosely talking about him but it's all with great love and admiration for him and I hope you can have that in mind too. With that all in mind, we're going to jump into this episode and I hope that you will be able to try this yourself. It is such a simple but delicious recipe. Let's give this one a go. What motivates you to cook? What's the reason you cook? I think there's many ways and reasons why people might make their food and I think it shapes the way that you think about it and ultimately how the food ends up tasting. For instance, 
If you cook for the mere purpose of sustenance and fuel, you could very easily just go buy yourself one of those space bars. Can you remember those space bars? Anyone else get them in their lunchbox? I actually don't know what they're made of. They were these hard, chewy bars that kind of tasted like claggy clay with a subtle undertone of chocolate. But you get the point, right? If the purpose is putting energy into your body, then there's minimal effort that is required to actually cook. These days, that can be in the form of ready-made meals, shakes, microwave meals, and whatnot. And there is such a time and place for these types of meals. But it's a very different way of eating and cooking compared to motivation to have delicious flavors or to have moments of mmm whilst sitting and pausing at the end of a long day. You'd be more likely, if you're motivated by this, to dabble in different seasonings or sauces or spices or different recipes or perhaps just be more experimental in the kitchen. For me, one of the main reasons I cook is to share and enjoy food with friends and family. And that well and truly has been influenced by the way that I was brought up around food. My mum is one of the main influences for my cooking. She is a lover of adventure with food. Every Christmas and birthday, presents for her have been based around food. Bill Granger cookbooks, which I now sadly grieve because I've honestly purchased... I think every one of his cookbooks, but for my mum. And so now I don't have any. I do have a few, but I need to build up that collection again for myself. We'd get her things like delicious or gourmet traveler magazine subscriptions or fun cheese making kits. And ultimately, we got to reap the benefits of these gifts because she tries so many of the fun recipes in these books. I think about our Christmas meals as well. Like we honestly would never be served just a dry, plain turkey. One year we got served up quail birds. Another year we had some fun, funky salmon with apple jelly. So for her, the reason she cooks is to feed others and she does it so well. And I definitely think that I am similar to her in that I really do love to cook meals for people. They're not as swanky as hers. I would say I go more on the line of rustic. But the joy of cooking for people and have them hopefully enjoy the meal is a motivator for why I cook. Well, at least it was the motivator. Last year saw a few changes for me that changed my reason for cooking. So I'm going to get a little real with you and share a little bit about what my year has been like. I've dealt with some issues with my physical and mental health and what I've noticed from these struggles is how it's influenced other parts of my life. One of them particularly being food and my time in the kitchen. I've been dealing with chronic pain and fatigue So particularly by the end of the day, I just lost my oomph. I had nothing to give. I really did not want to be standing up 
particularly in the kitchen, I didn't enjoy cooking at all. So for me, the reason for cooking really changed. The main purpose was merely to provide food to the offspring that I was required to keep alive. My approach actually became quite strategic. I basically thought of meals that would take me, you know, maximum 15 minutes of prep time and would require very minimum time in the kitchen. And whilst it was a really hard time that I reflect on now that I'm in a better place and I'm working on myself and my health, I think there really is a space for those feelings. It's okay to be that way, to not have motivation, to not have zeal, but we are still required to eat. And I'm sure a lot of people still want to enjoy what they're eating. So I'm sharing with you today a recipe that I cooked repeatedly during those darker days. And honestly, it's really yum. It's not fancy. And I don't think it needs to be. There is a time and a place for fun, fancy, funky meals that you can share with people and you can spend time in the kitchen and have fun. But I wanted to share something for those other days. So join me whilst I cook wok fried dumplings. Yep, 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 dumpy, dumpy, dumpy. Honestly, this is so delicious, but also so easy and can be cooked in about 10 minutes. When it comes to the ingredients needed for this recipe, it is very simple. Dumplings, vegetables, and sauce. Now look, some go-getter out there can go and make their own dumplings. Good on ya if you do. I think I've done that once in my life and that was pre-kids when I had all of the time and the energy and, you know, go-getter attitude in life. But not today, sir. Not today. Any packet of frozen dumpies will do. My recommendation, if I'm going to just do a little brand um, drop here, Aldi. Aldi's dumpies are the best. The bomb diggity, I might say. My favourite are their pork dumplings, but also the vegetable gyoza are a very good choice. But in all honesty, I think your best bet is to just choose a packet of dumplings that are on special next time you're in the shop. When it comes to the vegetables, again, any veggies will do. Obviously, the ones that are typically good in a stir fry are going to be your best bets. Capsicum, carrot, bok choy, broccoli, cabbage even, onion, garlic if you wish, ginger, beans, snow peas, um, cauliflower, corn, mushrooms, asparagus, zucchini. Oh, so many options. The list could go on. But slice them up how you like. You're going to have about equal quantities of vegetables to the amount of dumplings that you are cooking. For the sauce, I use regular soy sauce, white wine and sesame oil. So first step is putting your wok that has a lid onto your largest cooktop. Turn it on to high heat. 
we're going to add oils to the wok. Regular olive oil in there and a good glug of sesame oil. Let that warm up. If you haven't already, now start chopping up your veggies. When your oil is scalding hot, you're going to add your dumpies into the pan. Brace yourself. Creepers, creepers. With some nice long tongs, move your dumpies so that their flat little bottoms are lying flat in the oil. And you're gonna cook them on this pan for about two minutes whilst uh, to get their bottoms tanned. Now whilst those dumpies are frying up some love in the pan, you're going to get your sauce ready. So into a little jug, add equal quantities of soy sauce and white wine. I do about in total 200 mils of fluid. So it's close to 100 mils of the soy sauce and the white wine each, and then a really good glug of sesame oil. Now, I do apologize for the chopping and changing of sound quality in this part of the recipe. The children were demanding of attention. The pan was having a good old party at the same time. There was fireworks happening in the kitchen. So a bit of back and forth has happened. I've had to record some of the recipe in the aftermath of the cooking process, but I'm sure you will get the gist. All right, folks, get ready for some high-paced action now. When your dumpy bums are nice and golden, you're going to do veg sauce lid, okay? Put the veg on top of the dumps. Pour that lovely, delicious, salty sauce all over the top of the veggies and the dumpies. And then quickly put the lid on top. It is going to all get nice and friendly in the wok. Put a timer on for five minutes and don't do anything. Maybe drink a glass of wine. But don't do anything else. At the end of five minutes, you can lift the lid. Mm -hmm. Yum, yum, yum. But we're not done yet. There is residual liquid still sitting at the bottom of the wok. And that has now softened your little dumpy bums. So... We keep the lid off. We're going to let that sauce bubble away a little bit so it thickens and gets sticky and our bottoms get nice and crispy again. How many times have I said bottoms in this episode? Could be a drinking game. Hmm. Hot tip is whilst this simmering is happening, do not touch anything. Just let it sit and simmer because the bottoms will get crispier oh my gosh i just keep saying bums the simmering down should take about three minutes and that is it done dusted delicious dumpies at your door or table whichever you choose to eat it at is fine by me but there you have it it should probably take you from pulling the stuff out of the fridge to putting it on your plate maybe 10 to 15 minutes. 
How's that? So give this recipe a go, guys, if you're ever in that down in the dumps kind of mood or if you're really in the need for a meal stat. I'd love to hear how you go with it. Please come and have a chat with me on the Instagram, WTFs for dinner pod. Tell me how it goes. So let's finish this episode off with a little bit of takeaway and tiny little morsel of wisdom. It's not wisdom. I am not wisdomous, but it's sharing of something that I find helpful and hopefully you might be able to take away something from this as well. Today's takeaway is a cookbook, not a book about cooking like last week. This is a cookbook that I've had for donkey's years um, and it's from my OG favourite, my chef crush, Billy G. Easy. That was definitely not my nickname in high school. (laughs) But this cookbook, Easy, is so easy. If you're needing recipes on those days where you don't have much motivation, you don't want it to be particularly complex, then this cookbook is the right one for you. It's broken down into topics of different ingredients. It has, I mean, my favorite chapter is... um, block of chocolate but it has piece of chicken slab of steak pasta rice potatoes beans cheese eggs and all the recipes honestly I have yet to find one that is unachievable in the kitchen so my takeaway for the week Billy G Bill Granger and his cookbook easy Thank you if you're still listening to this podcast. This is What the Fuck is for Dinner. Join me next fortnight for another tasty meal.